so hi we're on the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with chris and i play in a band called can't swim and we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album change of plans so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far uh it's been good yeah we uh released the first song deliver us more evil when we told everybody it was coming out in october and yeah it's been uh received pretty well i suppose as it should be single good. bangs album bangs album bangs yeah, yeah. it was a good album. thank you yeah uh thank so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art um so the cover art is just like i suppose a continuation of some imagery we used in our previous album uh it's like a little japanese oni mm-hmm. head which uh represents like evil oni i think translates to devil or demon in japanese uh just artwork that i've always catered to i grew up loving japanese um culture Mm -hmm. so yeah now he has like a little body on him and uh his face is a little bit different but similar um imagery and then the title of the album is uh somewhat a summary of like what I was feeling in the last two years uh, because of COVID and, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a yeah, play on words about how life doesn't go as planned sometimes. And especially when there's an insane pandemic going around. For sure. Yeah. So this was like your <laughs> pandemic album then, like what you worked on during that time. So yeah, it was, we recorded it two Augusts ago. Okay. Pretty oh, insane. Wow. Yeah, so we've been sitting on it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually go into the studio with the intention of calling it that. It was actually a, a dummy title for mm-hmm. one of the other songs. Um, we were kind of thinking of what the album could be called, and the producer, Will Putney, was like just looking through my lyrics and looking through the song titles. And he's like, oh, what if, what if we use the title of this song and, and change the name of that song and use it for the album? kind of fits the times that we're living in and that's what we decided to do all right i like oh, that perfect uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album writing process has uh been you know changing throughout the last five years but still very much the same i uh predominantly write and demo the songs by myself send it to the guys usually remotely they give me opinions we switch things and by the time we get into the studio we have 15 or 16 pretty full uh, ideas uh, for mm-hmm. songs. This one was pretty much exactly the same. I sent 16 songs to Will Putney and he kind of picked the, the ones he liked the most. And that's why there was 11 on the album. Uh, and then he made his changes and switched things around. And that's how it came to be. All right. Solid. It sounds like your writing process was already kind of digitalized. So was there any difference from your pre-pandemic writing process to now? Yeah, to be fair, almost none at all. I uh, am quite a computer nerd. Most of the (laughs) ideas are started and finished in my laptop Mm -hmm. and then sent, sent through email. We usually do not get into a room and jam out ideas. It's just, I, we all live in different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, so no, yeah, I guess other than working with a producer, usually we record and write everything ourselves, more or less. Um, this was nice to have a breath of fresh air. Will was uh, kind of took 
control and steered the ship in, in a few different ways than I think we would have went. And uh, that's why it was a lot more exciting for me to collaborate even more so than ever before on this record with Will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it. Holy cow. Am I allowed to curse on, Am I yeah. Allowed to yeah. curse on this? Oh, one? yeah. It's probably you're full of shit. Um, I think five, six years now of writing songs, I've been uh, plagued with trying to make everything metaphorical and interesting and complex. And the, the song Set the Room Ablaze is like the complete opposite of that, in my opinion. It's just like, fully tongue-in-cheek and fully transparent of like what I was feeling about this certain event and just kind of refreshing to be able to do that and not have to like worry about what you know couplets of words and tricky stuff you need to do it was just like I'm pretty pissed off at this person in my past and I'm just gonna write a song about it so I don't know I'm, I'm half kidding but you're full of shit is pretty good all right <laughs> yeah. So you said it was refreshing because, you know, you don't have to think as hard about it and, you know, phrase things differently to make it, you know, deeper than what it looks like already. Would you be doing more songs like those in the future where it's more transparent? I hope so. Unless we get dropped from the label. I hope so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's hope you don't. Yeah. yeah with uh, we, I stumbled on this type of writing with our EP Foreign Language. It's definitely something I would like to uh, explore Mm-hmm. More so down the road. Who knows? Whenever I sit down and write a song, I have no idea how it's going to come out. So, um, but I'm very proud of how that song came out. All right, that's good. Um, so, how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener to be the opener, closer be the closer? Did you just kind of shuffle everything around? What was that process like? So, the opening song when I first wrote it, I didn't imagine it as being the opener, but I didn't even know if Will Putney was gonna. Uh, cut that song or not so a quick answer to your question is no I, I never it's whatever the best song I can come up with and then I just leave it alone the best three or four minutes uh, I actually usually don't pick the album sequence almost at all this mm-hmm. album was predominantly picked by our manager um, he has quite a knack for it and we sent him the 11 songs and he sent me over a little SoundCloud of them in order and he's like hey listen to this i've been working on it i think this is the best flow and i agreed and so yeah i can't take credit for it he uh he did it all all right solid all right uh so what song off this record took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite so delivers more evil the first single i wrote it almost four years ago i've had i've had that demo in my laptop for about four years though it's pretty much exactly the same. So I can't really answer that. It took the longest to write because it was pretty done Mm -hmm. four years ago. I just never thought it was like fitting to put on any of our other albums. The longest to write. Good question. I don't know. Maybe everyone I know I hate. It's the last song. It's been like six different songs in the right, like, (laughs) The bridge was something else, and then the hook of the song had a completely different progression. I definitely toyed with that one a lot. Um, and then you said my favorite. 
My favorite mm-hmm. might be Set the Room Blaze because I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also uh, also pretty pumped on Better Luck Next Time. Okay. So I would say those. I would say those two tracks. All right. It's all the picks. Uh, while we're Thank on the you. topic of songs, I know you guys are going on tour with Silverstein in a couple of weeks. Um, personally, I would like to see Sense of Humor on the set list. You, uh, you who you've been chatting with? That is actually uh, that is the only other song that's not one of the singles that's going to be on the set list. So okay. You got it. There you Let's go. go. Congratulations, well, yeah. Shane. I'll be there in, yeah. at Philly, and I'll go crazy oh, when it comes on. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Philly show should be cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this album? So like I mentioned before, it's been about a three or four year process. So uh, just like anybody, I'm sure my headspace has been in a lot of different places in four mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you mentioned before, was it like a COVID kind of project? Not really. We, we intended to write this album or record this album during that time span anyway. And I had a lot of the demos kind of figured out before COVID struck. Um, huh. I don't know. Nothing, nothing too drastically different. Just, you know, Can't Swim is kind of like my experiences, my life events. And uh, yeah, this album doesn't really change um, from that. But I think it was, like I said, way more collaborative with Will and a little bit strange. I had way more time to kind of meticulously change things because we weren't touring and I was kind of sitting at home. So yeah, coming from the same place, just a little bit more thought out, I think, this time. Mm hmm. How did you not drive yourself crazy kind of nitpicking every single little song because you had the time to this time? You weren't kind of, you know, working with tour. Oh, I did. I <laughs> drove myself crazy for sure. Yeah. I had like, you know, uh, better luck next time version 60. Like I was. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was tiny, tiny little details. And then definitely even in like the lyric process, usually I just write it down and I'm like, that should be fine. But mm-hmm. this time I'd get on a plane or a long car ride and like open up the word document and be like, Oh, I could change that. I could do this. So yeah, it definitely was, like I said, a little more uh, tortured than our other <laughs> releases. But now when I listen back, I would never want to use the word like happy that COVID happened, but mm-hmm. definitely was nice to, be able to sit and, and really make this album the best I think it could have been. And it's a good feeling, good feeling when I listen back and like, right. Not think like, Oh damn, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. I, I definitely yeah. listen to this all the way through. And it's like, yep, yeah, I'm pretty proud, pretty happy with how it turned out. Oh yeah. I That's think that seems good. to be the census with all these albums that are coming out that people have yeah. the time to work on. You know, everyone was like, yeah, I drove myself mad, but this is our best work. And like, they actually mean it when they say that. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh, So how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time? Should they put it on with some headphones in the dark? Should they go on a long car ride with friends? Should they put it on a party? What do you recommend? Um, Maybe subtitles, because I have a tendency (laughs) of slurring my words. Um, Good question. I've thought about this actually recently, just like in the day and age of streaming and mm-hmm. you know we spend all this money and time on like making the mix like so perfect and most people are just like listening to it on their like iphone or mm-hmm. like their 
MacBook speaker that has like no bass. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it is something I've thought about. Uh, and I've come to terms with the fact that I write music uh, for people in transit. That's how I would say. So I've listened to my favorite, my favorite memories of listening to music growing up was not in a dark room, mm-hmm. was not in a loaded car with a bunch of people, but it's like you take on the train to work, you have it in your headphones. You know, you're, you're on an airplane and you have a six hour layover, you're listening to in your headphones. So that's how I fell in love with music on like a deeper level than ever before. So I would say I would like for people to listen to it like that. But good question. I never really thought of it like that. All right. Thank I you. like that answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Three words. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, this is that's that. You asked it to be quick, too. Yes. That's hard. Yeah, off the top of your head. <laughs> okay, off the top of my head, this mm-hmm. album is energetic. Okay. It is nostalgic. That's a good one. Pre- from previous Can Swim releases. And it is, it is, uh, <laughs> it is, re- you know, you know what it really is? It really is. <laughs> it is, uh, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's, it's, it's a, I think all 11 songs can be enjoyed in a fun way. Even though the lyrics and tone is depressing, it's very sing along. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think if I was a fan, I'd be like, oh, I'd be excited to see these songs live. So I'm going to say it's fun. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We finally got you stumped now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's hard. That's a hard question. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um, like I just mentioned, it's sad and depressing, but I don't like to think of writing to inflict sad or depression on people. I hope it has the opposite where you can kind of find solace that, oh, this man has gone through something that I'm going through and look what he's doing. He's getting to tour and yell at people in a mosh pit. He's (laughs) turned it into a positive thing. Potentially, potentially I can do the same. So Mm -hmm. I'd actually, I kind of have like a, a bad taste in my mouth with the whole like, this this notion of like happy to be sad or Mm. be sad or sad summer festival it's like being sad is not a good thing i don't want to be sad but like (laughs) life is sad i think the goal of life and potentially the goal of art is to not be sad i would never Mm -hmm. want someone to be sad listening to what i make i want them to enjoy it and be happy (laughs) so it's like it's a fine line you know um, but like I said, I, I look at it as like almost therapeutic. It's certainly therapeutic for me. I would love for someone that's going through something to be like, huh, maybe it's not too bad. Look at this guy. He, he's kind of made it into a positive. He seems happy in his personal life. Things happened in the past, but now he's a happy fella. Maybe I could be a happy fella or a happy lady. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> so I guess we won't be seeing you on Sad Summerfest anytime soon then. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it just seems like. It just seems like such a depressing title. I wouldn't yeah. want to go to something that said sad in the name every day, even though exactly. I did have, even though I guess I am a liar because I had friends playing that this year and mm-hmm. I went in Orlando, but yeah, 
I'm just talking about in general. I don't yeah. I don't like to push sadness onto people. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's a good thing to to promote. Fair enough. That's just me. I've went yeah, I've went both years that we were allowed to go because 2020 didn't happen. And oh, it's right, always right. a very happy environment. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Me too. I had I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sad at all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what band or artist influenced you thinking and hear the most on this album, if any? question just just another just one again no it can be at oh, like a be, whole list yeah. if you want yeah okay yeah. okay okay um oh man good question i mean what is what does it sound like to me i don't know there we uh we put on the cure a few times for like mm -hmm. some of like the chorus kind of effects on the guitar Will Putney, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he does like a lot of really heavy bands. So I think we were trying to find a balance. You know, we didn't want to go too to the wall, too insane, but we definitely chunked it up a bit, especially like with his writing of the guitar parts and stuff. Um, I think we listened to Gojira, Every Time I Die, Ooh. a few mm -hmm. times in there because he, he has recorded those bands. Um, tough question. I don't know. I think because we're a little bit older now, uh, it's hard for us to find influence by other bands. It's kind of tucked away 10, mm -hmm. 15 years ago when we fell in love with music. Um, so I couldn't tell you any new current bands. Like we didn't pull inspiration from Bieber or Megan The Stallion or anything <laughs> like that. I would love right. to see a Megan The Stallion feature. That would be... If I could, if I could get that, you're going to be the first person to know because <laughs> that would be outrageous. It would be, it would be. People would love it. People would love I it. I hope so. Yeah, I think so too. <clears throat> so what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? Good question. I'm going to make a cheat code because I did answer a similar question a couple of days ago. Okay. So on Better Luck Next Time, Greg, our bass player, had the idea to do these kind of like shouting little gang vocal parts in between the verses. And I loved it. I was like, yes, we should do that. So my manager was there at the time and Will Putney, even though he is a uh, producer of extreme music, he is a very soft-spoken, reserved man. And mm -hmm. when we had this idea to do the shouty parts, the, my manager, me, Danny, who has a voice of an angel, Will, uh, and obviously Greg, we were all like yelling it. And, you know, it's a bunch of like 30-year-old men like shouting in a room. And it was just like... Mm -hmm very very funny but also like you know just made me feel like very happy to still be doing this band with these people in my life and will was like from his computer chair yelling it it was just like yeah it was the most vivid a lot of good times a lot of fun memories but 100 percent that was the best time so the uh the gang vocals and better luck next time was my favorite part of recording all right I like that. that makes me very happy yeah yeah it was good it was, it was fun. <laughs> uh so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice oh, man i don't have to imagine this is something i'm paying with every day <laughs> so it depends depends on the mood sometimes i try to stay healthy so i'll like try to find a smoothie or a naked juice or like mm -hmm. some sort of protein bar oh. if i'm not trying to be healthy People make fun of me and say I have like the candy taste of like an 80 year old woman. So like 
I'll be like, I'm very into like black licorice. I don't know if you guys oh. are fans. I know. Into that. I know. No. No. <laughs> yeah. There's also these things called Neko wafers. You might have. Oh, to I throw... love those. Okay. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. All right. So if I'm treating myself, it's going to be Neko wafers, black licorice, something like that. All right. Okay. When you said Big like coffee. the candy. Oh, Can- okay. I'm a candy guy, but. Every single time we stop the van, I probably am filling up some sort of coffee. So mm-hmm. if I had to pick, if you were telling me one snack at a rest stop, coffee, definitely coffee. Okay. Coffee. It's always a yeah. solid choice. It's I good. got a little worried when you said you had the candy taste of an 80 year old. Cause I was like, Oh, oh. no, he's going to say the, the stupid strawberry suckers, the ones <laughs> that are like a strawberry wrapper. I, like yeah, they always have it in like a piece of China mm-hmm. on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hate to say they are good, but I don't. No, I don't think they're in rest stops. <laughs> only only grandmas can get that. They, yeah, they're from it's the grandma like, where, store. Where do they come from? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Probably. It's like mm-hmm. Amazon. It's Amazon, but you can only be eligible if you're 80 years old, and it just ships exactly. to your house. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? It would be pizza with pineapples on it. I know. Ooh, yeah. I know. No, that's it's, good. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. something that we all uh, think we all see to eye, eye to eye on. Mm-hmm. It would have seltzer water in it. And then it would also potentially have some sort of chips and salsa out of all the different entrees, all these incredible entrees. We mostly eat appetizers and pizza. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So where do you see the band in the next five years? Hopefully broken up. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no more. Can't swim. <laughs> uh, five years. Holy macaroni! I'll be an old man. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, chatting with you guys, talking about what would that be? Maybe our sixth or seventh full-length album. That'd be fun. Touring <laughs> the world. Yeah, shouting at people. Still. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to look at. In the very beginning of the band, I think I had a habit of that. Like, oh, I want to have you know 20 spotify listeners and two whatever and it's it's yeah. a very uh exhausting type of mindset uh i would like to be doing the band i'd like to be making music that i'm still proud of with the guys that are in the band and i'd like to be traveling and playing shows and making experiences uh if it's smaller or bigger than we are now i really could care less you know mm-hmm. it's i just hope to be doing it it's been uh, just about five years now. It's been a lovely way to spend half a decade. I'd love to round it out as a whole decade of the swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would feel like I've won the lottery if we were able to do it for another five years. So hope I get to. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. I actually usually prefer that. <laughs> Okay, so for these last couple of questions, it's going to be perfect for you because we're going to yeah. go straight to death row. Boom. Oh, lovely. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be meal. with a drink? Ooh. Mm-hmm. So if my mother ever hears this, she would be very upset if I didn't say like something that she has made. Oh, of course. So it might be sushi, but I'm going to not say that. I'm going to say my mom's pasta vizool. It's like this like mm-hmm. Italian soup. It's got like noodles Ooh. and beans. Um maybe some sort of bread, like a really nice bread to dip mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm going to go with uh, maybe a black cherry polar seltzer can. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Would sushi be on the side, you know, just to, you, if, you have the. Yeah, the if I'm allowed there. to. Yeah, if I'm allowed to, maybe a nice spicy tuna roll. That'd mm -hmm. be nice. That'd be All nice. Right. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, man. Fictional world. Maybe the Jetsons, because they're in the Ooh. future, right? That yeah. Was, that'd be, and they're all flying around and everything's in, in two-dimensional. I'm going to say the Jetsons. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Yeah. Is being in 2D like a... A, a good point for you is that like i mean like other than being in the future which seems exciting i've never been in a world 2d you got a point you know so who yeah. knows that, i feel like you wouldn't have to worry about your weight as much because you're only two-dimensional yeah exactly you, got a you wouldn't point. have you wouldn't have to worry if your haircut's uneven bam mm -hmm. 2d 2d yeah wow you know? a lot of problems would be like solved with 2d that's what i'm saying, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> think of it that way um so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single Lovely. person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Oh, wow. Okay. What is your favorite color? Favorite color? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, that's tough stuff. That's mm -hmm. It's for all the marbles. Oh, yeah. No. I'd say mustard yellow. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's good. I don't think we've gotten mustard yellow ever in the 600 big, interviews. I'm big yellow guy. Bright yellow is a little much. Um, I like mustard. It's a good condiment, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of good things in life are mustard yellow. Mm -hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick mustard yellow. All right. Good choice. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. So as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? What is y'all's favorite color? Black. Yellow. This this shirt would do great for you guys then. It I would. got black and yellow. <laughs> it would. Uh, I, I would like to plug absolutely nothing other than I hope everybody is safe, happy, and I hope anybody who's listening to this falls in love with their crush. And that's that's the only thing I wish. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So true. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for Sanatha. This has been Chris from Can't Swim, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.